You are listening to The John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. on this angry Thursday. Well, I'm looking at a table that doesn't seem to be very happy. That armchair seems very angry. Folks, just when you think you cannot hear any more foolishness, and the rest of the media is all going along with it, except for the chosen one. All right, it is the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, true. True or false? Can you listen on the website to Petro.com? True. <clears throat> All true. Are you, this is like a polygraph test, are you live right now on Facebook? Another truth. Yes, we're alive. The noon report. Is it true that you come on sometime in the afternoon? Not really. It's not the afternoon report, Colby. It's the noon report, <coughs> which means 12 noon. So I recognize things get confusing during this day and age of, you know, now we have, um, uh, I don't know, uh, threatening sofas, grouchy couches. Uh, Now we have uh, very brawling benches. We have entered a new, folks, this is... um, I'm trying to think there's, it's it's a little bit of the scene of the Wizard of Oz, right? Where they go to pick the apple and then the, the tree is alive. Hey, <laughs> I mean, what is happening in Woodsocket? But the rest of the media is following this all along. Um, it, it doesn't sound absurd. It is absurd. And I'm going to tell you all about it. I want to start off, folks. You know, many times as I endorse various businesses, and you hear me do a local business spotlight and so forth. And um, a big part of that, and that I think is helpful, is if, if I am able to uh, give firsthand account of, of what the experience has been like. And for example, you know, uh, many times over the years, I've been asked to, you know, would you support, endorse, whatever word you want to use, uh, a local restaurant? And then the obvious question is, or answer is, well, I'd, I'd be happy to. Why don't I come have a meal and then I feel good about it? One thing I will tell you, if you ever endorse a restaurant and people have a bad experience, guess who they contact? Absolutely. So I remember one time when I was on the air in Boston, one of our sponsors was Top of the Hub. I even did an event there. <clears throat> and then, lo- whoa, a month later... Someone had some incident, and then they got bounced out, and it was like a drunken brawl. Who do you who, who do you think they then contacted immediately? It was the chosen one. Well, let me tell you about your friends, and what are you going to do about this? And uh, you know, I had to talk to the manager over there, like that, like Juan. I, I don't know. It's, listen, it was late. We cut them off. They were loud, but of course they contact. But I don't mind when you know you have a right to know, and someone that I. It, thoroughly endorse and it came through again is Ryan's appliance repair and folks it's it's not complicated you know there are some people by the way they don't get back to you there's someone I'm not going to say who but I contacted for something I'm still waiting and it's it's not a sponsor it's just someone I contacted regarding something with the home and I'm still waiting for them to contact me back but Ryan's appliance repair if your appliance is dying just call Ryan 401 710 7096. Now, last Friday, it can happen. 
You know, I don't know, somebody, you go to do a wash and suddenly the, the knob is stripped. <clears throat> and I go through. Did did I try to fix it? Let's let's not got ridiculous on this Thursday. Let's not become let's not become an angry bench. No, I didn't. Did I go out and buy a new one? No, I called Ryan, 401-710-7096. I took a screenshot of the the um kind of know the drill now, took a screenshot of the knob and the serial number. He said, Juan, I'm on it. Boom, ordered the part. And what do you think happened this morning? He, he arrived at the Juan's domicile. And next thing you know, the washing machine is working fine. Folks, and this has happened one time when we did have a problem with the microwave. His dad, George, came out and repaired that. But when you have appliances, sometimes it's, it's bound to be that something goes wrong. Whether it's a, a, a dryer, doesn't mean you go out and get a new dryer. Like a friend of mine said, well, you know, you may want to go out and get a new one, right? Or I could just call Ryan's Appliance Repair and have him come repair the one we have. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Now, and I'm telling you firsthand, boom, quick, easy, in and out. I, I think he was here for 10 minutes. Juan was, I was in a busy on a conference call, so Jacqueline handled it. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. And in case you forget, I will share his Facebook page because they're just fantastic. When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. I did. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. And for some of our older crowd, senior citizens discounts are available. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. All right, it is Thursday. I do want to talk about these benches. I'm going to talk about the Karen Reed case. And then I'm also going to touch on the CD1 race. And then there's another story kind of bubbling under the surface a little bit that we're going to touch on as well. But I also want to remind you about our friends at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, native vegetables, corn, tomatoes. You can't get any fresher than this. Peppers, cucumbers, onions, zucchini, yellow squash. The fresh, delicious native corn they have is just, it's delightful. Tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, family-run business, Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, they're right off of Route 4. They update their Facebook page, and they have what I always think is very delightful, which is the deer-resistant abravites, which are um, act as a nice border, right? Maybe you don't need to see your, you know, you're in your backyard. Okay, there's my neighbor that comes out. Maybe, you know, we're not, we're not going to the fence route. No one said anything about a wall. <clears throat> it's not like that, but just a little bit of... You know, a little bit of privacy never hurt. Stop it and see them, PR, landscape materials, and garden center. All right. Now, I want to touch on, and, and I'm watching the way the local media is reacting to this story as if it's something reasonable and almost like, how dare they? And Providence Journal, why new armrests when socket benches are being called hostile architecture? Okay, so... What are the benches there for? Let's, let's go to that. And this Uncle Atheist, Steve Alquist, the, the whole media is going off the fact that as he went to check it out, that someone from Public Works saw him on the bench. He had some equipment with him. 
They already had three of these removed. So the man said, hey, you know, leave that alone. I'll have you arrested. Now, he didn't know who he was, and they had been thrown out. Now, that's obviously not the way it's being put forth in the media. Anti-homeless architecture is causing a stir in the city. I, I, have a, I have a problem with this entire article, the way it's being depicted in the Providence Journal. More than a dozen benches in Social Park now have center armrests. It's impossible to lie down. Yeah, it's not there for people to lie down. It's not there for people to lie down. It's there as a bench in a park for maybe someone that wants to sit down and have a conversation or read or watch someone playing a game of some kind. Or it's, it's, it's not designed for that. You know, if you're walking through an airport and then suddenly you realize maybe you trip on someone, they're like, hey, I'm laying here. Right. Well, okay. But. You're not supposed to be laying down in an airport. It's almost impossible to lie down. Well, you're not supposed to be lying on the bench. That's why it's a bench. Well, it's known as a place where people experiencing homelessness spend time, sometimes sleep on the benches. Excuse me. That's, that's not what it's, the park was designed for. There are people that may be utilizing it like that. But, well, the move is targeted. Alex Kiths, executive director, advocacy group, Rebuild One Socket. It's an act of violence. <laughs> an act of violence, an armrest on a bench. Now, first of all, there are some people that could lay down on that. Benches are not that big. And depending on your girth, uh, if you position yourself a certain way, you could lie down. You'd have to put your legs underneath it. If anything, it would, you know, if you do the fetal position, you could do it. Might be a little tight, but at least you're not going to fall off. Uh, they were added to park benches for baseball fields and bocce courts. Yeah, guess what? They're not there for people to be laying down. There's no legitimate value to the city. Yeah. Hey, Alex, either is the homeless people who contribute nothing to society. They just sponge off it. The mayor didn't respond to a request for comment for this hostile furniture. That's hostile furniture. Hostile furniture. That's a new one. So are you sure that some of these people, are you sure you're feeling okay? Yeah. Is is the bench now, is that an angry bench? Is, is that what we're talking about here? It's an angry bench. Boy, that, that armchair seems pretty angry today. Someone got up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, um, you're not supposed to be lying down on the bench. It's not there for that. So this is the new progressive talk. You have the hostile bench. And then you have, that seems like a pretty grouchy couch to me. Oh, so now the angry armchair, grouchy couch. I think that love seat is laughing at me. What is wrong with these people? Let me just see if anyone put anything slightly amusing. Hostile architecture. Uh, no, nothing there. Nothing there. Hostile architecture. No. Well, nothing there. Um, 
No, it's not. Uh, Anti-homeless architecture. <laughs> maybe, maybe they could put job applications. It's an act of violence. Maybe they could put job applications on the bench. There's someone that sticks up for them. I have to admit, it looks ridiculous without armrests on the ends. Well, at least there's some armrests there. Well, I thought someone, it's an assault bench. Folks, listen, like this actions of how people are depicting that any time, yeah, maybe I, I, I can imagine. Now, I don't visit that particular park. Um. I, I disagree with this business of it looks ridiculous. Well, you know what looks worse is some are people just laying out on the benches. So let's get quieter buses because the homeless like to sleep on the bus and the loud engine keeps waking them up. Oh, maybe they shouldn't stop at all. Listen, the buses are not designed for the homeless to sleep on. They are designed for people to get around. Okay, somebody designed uh, a park and said, let's just put in some benches so people could sit down and kind of socialize and gather. Or a grandparent is watching their grandchild play or what have you. And then suddenly, you know, and it, by the way, it doesn't become a bench it becomes their bench because the homeless are very territorial. So now it's 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 an act of violence if someone. I mean, can, can you imagine someone actually saying that now? It's an act of violence. It's hostile architecture. What's it's designed for? I guess any building that has a door on it is hostile because you're actually shutting people out. And if you have any building, any structure that is blinds, and people close the blinds, so the shades, there's another act of violence. I mean, how far do you want to go with this whole thing? So now the furniture, a bench with an armrest, is an act of violence. Here's just a thought. Maybe the people that enjoy the park, for instance, like the taxpayers... Maybe they don't want to look at people laying on the bench. Maybe they don't want to see people walking around like that. Is that is that allowed? Is that possible? I want to just reaffirm. We we also, and I want to be very clear about this. We we have to rework the terms. Because if someone claims they're homeless, well, you can't touch them. Because now you're quote beating up a homeless person, right? It's this. The progressives also love this because they use it as the shield. They use it as the shield. You can no longer come after me because, quote, I am. Well, now, what kind of person are you picking on a homeless person? You should be, you know, get the mobs and the pitchforks. Pitchforks. It's not a matter of that. They don't add anything. We're getting we have to. You know, they talked about reimagining police. We're getting more and more people that they want to they they want to live a life. It's not low income housing. They want no income housing. They don't want to work. They want free rent. And I want to repeat all these people. I think it should even be if you want to support them, tax them extra or charge them for that. You know, anyone that's in favor of that, charge them, let them pay for them. 
but everybody shouldn't have to pay for them. We are not built that way. They don't carry their own weight, right? You're only, a, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. They are just sponging off social services. I want a free place to sleep. I want free food. I'll panhandle for drugs and money. I want free this and I want free that. They're not adding anything. They don't add anything. When you stand there and panhandle and you're not, you're not contributing anything to society. And they have so many defenders now. And all these myths. That could be anyone. I still love that woman. We, we posted a picture of, of a, whatever, a hobo laying in a doorway. And this woman posted, that God could put any one of you there tomorrow. Oh, okay, now it's God's fault. Now we're back to just pieces on a chessboard or checkerboard where there's someone in heaven. Oh, oh, so God put that person there. A series of bad decisions of free will. But God, God could put you there tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. Time out. Today's Friday. You up. You get to now live in a house. You too. You're now in the doorway. Do people really think that religion works that way? Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. I had a delicious meal. We had a feast there last week. Great menu. And on top of that, they now have the market at the Coesed Inn where they have fresh prepared food. They also have all unique items. They have gourmet items. They have a great Polish section. The Coesed Inn and the market at Coesed, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. But the rest of the media... They're all picking up on that Uncle Atheist quote, that Uncle Atheist quote of that, uh, yeah, that's right, does the aggressive bench have a preferred pronoun? So Uncle Atheist, who ran Uprise, he, he's the one. I sat down on a bench and was surprised when a man from Woonsocket Public Works started to have me arrested if I touch one of the armrests. That's, and he put that out. And all the rest of the reporters are reacting to it. That's not what happened. This man, whoever the man is, he's there to take care of the park. Some people were coming and unscrewing the armrests. So he didn't threaten to have you arrested if you touched it. He thought, he said, yeah, we've already had three people here. But it's, mis- boy, what a shock. Uncle Atheist is misrepresenting what happened. I was surprised a man threatened to have me arrested. Well, if you watch the video... As soon as he learned that you weren't one of those people, then he, no, he thought, he even said, we already had three of them removed. People are coming with tools, the homeless advocates are removing them. So he didn't mean it like that. The aggressive bench. Hostile. This stuff is hostile. I don't like the way that couch looked at me. You know, that table is making me feel very unsafe. Uh, but what did stand out to me is, I think it's somewhat, um, I think, revealing in just the fact that the way, I noticed that, the way that the rest of the media kind of reacts to someone like an Alquist. And he is quoted incessantly and, and even linked in the Providence Journal story. So what does that tell you? So it tells me that they essentially support 
the story, in the context of the story. Um, Whoever decided that, I I support this business of homeless encampments. Whoever, whenever a public official says, no, you, you can't just sleep and set up a camp by the river. The people that support that and endorse that, I am telling you right now, they're socialists. Remember, communist socialists, they don't believe in, in private property. And it's the same crowd that is torturing anyone that lives along the water now with this right-of-way access. Which means, no, 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 you don't own that. I can go in your yard now. You don't own that house. Right? Remember Obama? You didn't build that. That is the, you know, the, that, that's actually the John Lennon song. Imagine no possessions. They, they believe that. No one... There's no such thing as public property. No, 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 no. Now, where they're totally full of it is a great example of like a Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, right? He's a member of Bailey's Beach Club that has, you, you can't get into, that has no members who are people of color, no members who are uh, Hispanic, who they have no problem preaching all this as long as they can have their whites only Beach Club. So, so this business of no, 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 there's no such thing. Well, where those homeless people are pitching tents, that's private property. And what are they? There's no such thing as private property. Everything is open. This is another example, as I try to explain to people, how progressives, they have no regard or respect for quality of life. They don't care. You know, that Kat Kerwin had the best quote of like, Hey, get over. Too bad. You live in a city. There's loud music. There's people breaking into your cars, man. That's just the way it is. Welcome to too bad. That's just the way it is. You know, they they don't. There's litter. There's fireworks. And hey, it's all good. It's all good, man. Just bone up. As long as we have the cannabis, no such thing. No such thing as private property. No such thing as possession. Let's all just imagine, like, they, they go along the lines of that. So, and it's, it's not intruders, and it's not trespassers. My God, it's the homeless. <laughs> what makes them homeless? The unhoused, whatever term, that needs to be addressed. Someone doesn't go to school. Someone wants to drink, smoke pot. They are irresponsible. They won't find work. They blow through all their money. As a result of that, no one wants them to live there. They don't do the dishes. They don't clean up after themselves. No roommate wants to take them in. They get drunk. They get high. They smash things. They don't respect other people's property. They end up on the street. Suddenly now, through the irresponsible actions, suddenly now they're a victim. Suddenly now the bench is hostile because there's an armrest and he can't lay down. The bench isn't there for someone to lay down. The bench is there. Yeah, we, you know, Fenway Park are a bunch of racists. We went to the game, and when we went to pitch a tent to stay there, they kicked us out of the park. Yeah, it's not a hotel. It's not a motel. It's not a campsite. You went for the game, and now you have to leave. Well, you know, that's just, they kicked us out. We were going to stay there overnight. What do they think? Well, you know, it's it's private property. Folks, this portion of our program 
is brought to you by AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call them today, 401-323-9252. Frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings, new homes, additions, commercial, rehabs, painting, remodeling. Why not get your house improved, redone? AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call them today, 401 323 9252-401-323-9252, AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Now, you can find them on Facebook. I'm going to have the owner on, I think, tomorrow, but I'm not sure. Because I want, I want people to realize, I'll bet in your home you're thinking of, you know, maybe we'll redo the basement. More people are saying they're going to stay where they are. They're not going to move. Houses are very expensive. In order to just the financing on a home is very, very expensive right now. There's limited inventory. So more people are saying, you know what? Maybe we're just going to improve the home we have. AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call them today, 401-323-9252, 401-323-9252, AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Well, folks, good afternoon. 1231. Uh, You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I also want to mention, I did know John Holmes passed away. He was seemingly at his peak in the 80s. He was the chair of the Rhode Island Republican Party. I don't remember that race that well, but he ran that 1986 race uh, against St. Germain and... Um, and didn't take him out. And then I do remember in 88 that he made some kind of a mishap and then he didn't run. And then as many people know, you know, Ron Makeley uh, then went on in that remarkable race and uh, with the pig and so forth. And and Ron Makeley will beat St. Germain and became the congressman. Um, as I've talked about in this program, my, my sister who we have on, Donna Perry, she then worked for Congressman Makeley right in Washington on Capitol Hill. So where he served, he won in 88, and then he was there for, I think, three, let's see, 88, and then 90, and then 92, and then in 94, he ran for governor against Lincoln Allman, and then Patrick Kennedy took over. But I, I did interact with John Holmes. I may, I'm sure I interviewed him at some point um, over the course of the years. Rather young, though, 74. Um, when I heard that, I thought, Wow, 74. I mean, today, you look at the, how many times now are you seeing where people are, you know, I see a mayor, it's almost like every other week there's someone celebrating the 100th birthday, 110, what have you. So when I saw, wow, 74, and supposedly he was, he just passed away in his sleep. So, but John Holmes, I did want to, when I, um, I interviewed him over the years, uh, you know, really genuine guy, had some great stories. He was also a member of the Republican Party when Buddy Cianci was a Republican. So they were kind of like on the on the same team, so to speak. But um, I did want to uh, mention his passing. Now, <clears throat> I am going to touch on the, the CD1 race. Um, next hour, you're going to have Dan McGowan coming up. And it is interesting. Right now in this CD1 race, I am anxious to see what's going to happen. The Board of Elections and the situation with Matos is not going away. Coming up between now and one, I am going to touch on it. It's next to the Karen Reed case. But um, but as far as the CD1 race, this is the congressional race. Now, the deadline is coming up September 5th. So early voting is starting. It's way too early. We don't need all this early voting. 
It's ridiculous. The mail ballots go out, blah, blah, blah. The primary is the Tuesday after Labor Day. And then the debates are coming up. So there's, today is Thursday, August 10th. I'm not breaking any news there. You have next week. And then, then it's a two-week stretch. Then it's a two-week, the 21st, the 28th. Labor Day is the 4th. And then the boom, the primary is the 5th. Now, I, I know people say anything can happen. I, I, I don't know. The Republican that's running, who's endorsed, Gary Leonard, I guess you could still say anything can happen, but there seems to be conventional wisdom. Whoever wins the primary is going to be the congressional person. But of all these people running, there's nobody breaking out. And a big problem that I see is there's just when these people run for the first time, they don't know what they don't know. So, you know, I don't know Gabe Ammo, he, Ammo, whatever. He, he seems like a nice enough guy, but he's, he's nowhere. And you have the Jamestown business guy. I get his press releases. Um, he's putting some money into the race. They're running commercials, but they're not saying, no one is saying or doing anything. This race started with Lieutenant Governor Matos against Aaron Regenberg. And right now the race is Sabina Matos, Aaron Regenberg, Regenberg, whatever. So now he's the one, Regenberg, in 2018, he ran for lieutenant governor. He challenged Dan McKee in that primary. He, he lost by 1,500 votes in 2018. And there's really bad blood with him and McKee. McKee hates him because he challenged him in a primary. And just so you know, that really started, accelerated the bad blood with McKee and Raimondo. Because people may not remember, but in 2018, Raimondo had a primary challenge against Matt Brown. Now, Matt Brown got over 30%. (coughs) But the Raimondo conventional wisdom was... That by her being on the ballot, her voters also tended to vote for McKee. So the Raimondo people really felt, and certainly the governor felt, she felt, that if she didn't have a primary, Aaron Ruggenberg would have been the lieutenant governor. So McKee, they felt like odor. And that relationship went really south right after that election. Not that it was great to begin with. Um, and, and it is interesting, the time that she was governor. I mean, she, she, you would never see her with him. Never. Nope. Never standing next to the guy. Kept him at arm's length. The Raimondo people were very clear. They didn't want anything to do with McKee and his cronies. We've learned why. But, and then even during COVID, he was pleading to be on stage and on television with her during the pandemic. No way. Not a chance, not happening, no meetings, no phone calls. Keep that guy away. Nope, I don't think it's happening. She used to say when people would ask her, he can call me if he wants to. He can, yeah, he wrote me a letter. He can call me if he wants to. I'm not talking in the media, you know, to him through the media. But um, the people that are running, again, it's uh, other than like that Pawtucket senator, but it, it just... It's a two-person race. The one that I'm, I'm not sure what to make of is that, that Representative Casey. Because, as I've said, folks, I mean, this election, I, I, with the short amount that you need to win, 
as I have said, it's all about ballot collecting. That's all it is. And all the time that they're spending these forums and blah, blah, it's, I, I mean, to me, I don't get it. It's a waste. You are far better off going out, saving all your resources, and then as soon as those ballots are out, just start collecting ballots. It's, it's not even about getting your message out. And if you can get a team of people and collect whatever the number is per day that you need, then, you know, then you win. It's as, it's as simple as that. I'm not saying it should be that way. But if you could collect, get a team of people, collect 500 ballots a day that are guaranteed votes, that's where the wind comes in, I think. So I'm, I'm curious to see someone, if someone pulls this out with a strategy that says, I'm not going to spend money on television. I'm not even going to go to the debates. Why? I don't need to. Because um, I, I, it's all right there. It's all right there. The media wants you to think you have to go to these forums. You got to spend money on television. You got to, you know, you have to. I can't believe it. Are people really spending money in the printed edition of the Providence Journal? I mean, that is in this day and age and the CD1. I don't get that. But, but folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought by Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401 739 1322. Residential or commercial, Falcon Pest Services, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Services. Call them today, 401 739 1322. They could come out once. They could come out once a week. They could come to your home or place of business or whatever or structure once a month, once a quarter. Falcon Pest Services, family run business. It's John and Kelly. Call them today for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Services. Call them today. Free quote 401 739 1322. Now, good afternoon, everybody. I want to talk about this Karen Reed case because I am intrigued by it somewhat. Uh, there are some people that have been watching it and following it. Some people have not. This is something that happened in Canton, Massachusetts. Now, the signal that we're on right now, AM 1380, 99.9 FM, it does travel up 95. So I've had people that live in and around that area that have said, you know, hey, would you consider talking or covering this story a little bit more? And also, uh, there was a time, I mean, I was on the radio in Boston. This would have been a really good story if you were on the radio in Boston. But my when Boston Talk Radio has totally just become, you know, Trump four more years, Fauci's evil, everything is just... It's almost like all national. I, I, I noticed it with um, the Duxbury case and then the Anna Walsh case that the, the Boston talk shows weren't even like really talking about it. But as far as the this Karen Reed case, uh, before I, I touch on it in, in the case a little bit, um, I, I want you, though, if, if you have three people that are watching, let's just say a football game. And one of the people is just a football fan. So they're sitting there just enjoying the game, right? 
person number two, three people, person number two is a fan of one of the teams. And then person number three has a bet on the game. They all watch and react differently to the game. The person that's money on the game, all he cares about is that the spread is covered whatever way he has the bet. Now, if he has his team winning, but by winning by a certain amount, you know, maybe the spread's three and a half, he doesn't want them winning by just a point. So the guy who, who's just there because he likes the team, he's like, hey, we won the game. The guy who has money on the game is like, ah, oh, no, we didn't win. Right? Because he's vested. He has a vested interest in the outcome. And then you have the person that's just a football fan. Like, hey, that was a pretty good game. Right? Like, I'm not vested either way. That is how I come to the Karen Reed story. So, now, I, I am always skeptical of stories that involve conspiracy. I am. Case in point, O.J. Simpson. Simi Valley. L.A. police, the L.A. police on trial and the detective Mark Furman and those cops are from Simi Valley and the cops that beat Rodney King are from Simi Valley. Everything conspiracy. Let's go to the aftermath of 2020. Rudy Giuliani, Sid Powell, fraud, release the Kraken. You, they, the machines, you flip it, and it turns the Trump vote to Biden vote. That, that seemed like a reach to me. Giuliani is now admitted that many of the statements he said in Georgia were not true. Sid Powell has basically said what she said was not true. But I am always skeptical of conspiracy. So, I, and, and also, I, so I, I have problem and I, if you go to thepetro.com, I thought the Ted Daniel, I know they haven't been on as much. I've been corresponding with Turtle Boy. I like, I like Turtle Boy. I respect him. He's done a lot of work on this case. Uh, he, seems very uh, he seems very invested in the case. But he's put tremendous amount of work in. I saw him on court TV last night. He did well. But what I come back to without, again, there's a cult-like reaction around this Karen Reed case. I mean, I posted on it, the, and people are very black and white. Either you believe that she is not guilty of this conspiracy, or you don't know what you're talking about. There's no seemingly gray area. You know, the people at the courthouse booing John O'Keefe's parents entering the court. Well, we weren't booing them. Well, I, I saw the video. They're walking in, there were boos. Well, we were booing the people in front of them. Well, as they're walking up, people are booing, but I'm not going to now, granted, I do deal a lot with police. I'm just trying to picture this point and, and what really struck up my attention, as I mentioned, was Karen Reed's parents interviewed with Ted Daniel, who used to be an NBC 10, who's now with Fox Boston, Fox 25, and saying, well, there's a lot of people involved and there's a lot of influential people involved. It goes very high up. So if you had 11 people at the house... And then it goes even beyond there. And it goes to the highest echelons. I, I just, I'm, I, I, listen, and I even said to Turtle Boy, I, I am just always skeptical of when, when a case comes down to conspiracy. Because now you're talking about 15 people 
15 people have to keep a secret. When does that ever work? 15 people. So, so all these police have to put their job on the line, maybe go to jail, lose their pension, lose their job. And, and, and why are they doing this? To cover up? I mean, and I get the whole thing. I've had people cover up a can cover up. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think we are going to do some interviews with some of the players in the case. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. There is like an odd reaction to it. But I've kind of seen this play out before. There are people right now that are saying, well, the FBI is investigating. And apparently that is true. But, but I'm willing to bet if the FBI comes back and says they didn't see a cover-up, what do you think the reaction is going to be from those same people? Well, they're obviously in on it. See, it's, it's a bottomless pit. You're either with them or you're against them. So, and there, there are people that are posting, you need to do more research. I said at first blush, it certainly sounds like it was an accident, manslaughter, right? She even said to someone, I don't, I don't even remember. Maybe she, it was an accident. Well, you need to do more research. So it becomes, unless you agree with them, the mob, well, you, you have to keep digging and doing research until you agree with them. Well, two things come to mind. When I, when I was first in Boston, um, there was a figure who's now passed away, but Christy Myhouse, he eventually ran for governor. And I, I actually had lunch with him one day. He told, he told an unbelievable story about corruption with the big dig. And I had a lunch with him. And I remember sitting there saying um, at the stockyard, either, either this is an unbelievable story or, th- or this guy is like really off. And he used to call into Howie and they would let him go on and on. And we're having lunch and he's like, you don't understand how big this is. And Romney's involved and Kerry Healy's involved. And it goes even beyond that. And Washington's involved. And all these people are getting indicted. And, and as I, I, it was pretty overwhelming to listen to. Like, wow. And then in the end, n- none of it, none of it panned out. And I, I remember then I met with him sometime after that. And I'm just listening to him. This is months later. And then um, he looked at me <laughs> and said, what's the matter? And I said, I, I just... I just, I don't see any of this happening. You know, like everything you said at the lunch. And then all of a sudden he stopped. Christy Myhouse, remember he owned those convenience stores. He kind of lost his mind later in life, but nice guy at the time. But he started looking at me very odd. And I I still remember he suddenly said, who got to you? (laughs) And I said, no one got to me. You're just making these claims, but who got to you? And then after that, forget, oh, no, forget to pee, oh, no, no, they got to him. They got, so the fact of the matter, no one got to me. It was just, I I realized, like, it was, it's like the guy walking around holding the sign saying the world ends tomorrow. Because it's that, and when you go to them and you see that guy, right, he's walking around today, Thursday, the world will end tomorrow. And then when you go to him tomorrow and say, hey, what happened? You said the world is going to end tomorrow. 
And he's like, you're right. That's what my sign says. Tomorrow. Today's Friday. Tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but I saw you yesterday, Thursday. You said tomorrow. I, tomorrow. So the, the point, it, 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 it's, it never ends is the point. So just to be really clear, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't with, with the Karen Reed case. I don't. I am a little, uh, it's an unusual case where there's some people that are so vested in the vast corruption. Oh, it goes all the way to the top. Oh, it's so I just, I mean, I obviously deal with police. I, I reached out to a Massachusetts trooper that I knew and he like started shaking his head like, no, 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 none of that. Follow, and, and I am more inclined to follow the facts of the, the case. I'm not saying other people aren't, but I, I'm normally interested in what happened night of and the hours right after that. So now I know there's a lot of noise around this case. I know that. So, and you could, where have you been? I get that. Where have you been? Oh, suddenly I, I get the turtle boy. I, yes. Hey, I've been complimenting to him. I've communicated with him over the past couple of years. He's done a lot of work on this. But is it okay to not believe all the, I, I just have a problem whenever there's a conspiracy involved. When you have to enter into an equation where it's conspiracy, I, I, I become... I do. I just become skeptical. And this goes, it's true. You know, right now we're living in a time people are very skeptical of a lot of different things, right? Election results, the media, everybody, everybody's so corrupt. Our government is so corrupt. Up is down, right is wrong. I mean, they just don't know what to believe anymore. So that's one of the reasons we started doing things live, <laughs> because then it, you know, it's tough to argue with something live, although people try, but but the Karen Reed case, you know, there's a huge cover-up to frame her for what happened to her boyfriend. I, I don't know. She is on trial, by the way. They did bring charges. It, it did go in front of a grand jury. There's a world of difference between things said on the outside and then as you're seeing Sid Powell, Rudy Giuliani, there's, there's a big difference when you get these people under oath. And then, then it separates the fact from the fiction. Many times when many of these individuals are speaking outside of the courthouse, they're not under oath. So I also, you know, a lot of people, I want to stay on track here. A lot of people aren't going to get this. Um, but I mean, for those of you that followed. It goes back a while. And it's not going to be a reference a lot of people are going to appreciate. But you do enter a little bit of a bonfire of the vanities situation here. Some people may get that. And again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Bonfire of the Vanities was this tremendous novel. Um, fictional, but it really centered around. It was New York City. And you, you had the and, and in real life now, in real life, you have the Tuana Brawley case. And, and at the time of the Tuana Brawley case, Reverend Al Sharpton was a nobody. Reverend Al Sharpton was an unknown. And then suddenly Reverend Al Sharpton, he was going on any show. You put a camera on him.
And he would tell you this story that these police officers and they kidnapped this girl and they, you know, sexually abused her all weekend, blah, 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 in the dumpster. And it, it made Al Sharpton a, an absolute number one, a huge figure in New York, but really then a national figure. He started going on all national shows. And now, cut to the chase years later, and actually kind of quickly, the Tuana Brawley story started falling apart. I won't bore you with the whole story. But what Sharpton knew was he was locked in on the story. And as long as he kept saying that the Tawana Brawley case was true, then the lights went on and he was still on television doing interviews, the whole deal. So it kind of became the horse he started riding, you know. Um, <clears throat> that That's... He rode that to fame. He ran for president. Uh, and he, now he's frequently on MSNBC. And, and then he then started saying, well, I believed it to be true. You know, it's kind of the George Costanza thing. It's not a lie if you think it's true. So my point is, my experience has been that you just want to be cautious like the person who bet on the game. You want to be cautious about locking in on one side or the other. Because then you're then you're locked in. Then you're locked in. As far as the Karen Reed case, you know, I, I think so. I mean, we're working on a lot of different stories. I, I think so. I think we'll delve into it a little bit. There are starting to be some people that are talking. I just found the interview with her parents on Fox uh, Boston. I found it. I don't know. They just struck me pretty, pretty coached. And especially, uh, admittedly, um, the, the, her defense, her defense attorneys are very, very aggressive. And they are really doing a masterful job of creating a lot of different scenarios involving the case. But the courtroom then is when it becomes fact and fiction. So listen, I, I go into it with an open mind. It it sounds pretty set. Um, I know there's a lot of the conspiracy stuff on the other side. My experience has been it's very difficult for that number of people to all be on the same page. In the the law enforcement, I just try to picture like police that I know. Would they really be willing to create a cover-up and lie? They could lose their job. They could lose their pension. They could go to jail. And they're, and they're doing that. Why, like, why, why are all these people doing that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, but what, one last thought on this. But I am thrown at the people. I, like I said, and you can see it on Twitter, it's cult-like. They are so, what are you talking about? What's the matter? What are you, stupid? Of course she didn't do it. Like, it's, all, it's a cover-up. Goes to the top. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not saying. Maybe it is. Maybe that it's possible. I don't think anything's possible. Some, well, anything's possible. Eh, not really. Not really. Um, I have just found the more people that are involved, it becomes a little more difficult. Folks, this portion of our program is brought to you by... Uh, J. Perry Paving, call them today, 
Boy, what a difference your home would look like if with a nice paved driveway. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, J. Perry Paving. Call for a free estimate, 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Exceptional work. Call them for a free quote. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Southeastern Mass. It's J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730 for letter J. J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, good afternoon. At 12.58 on this Thursday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I also, totally unrelated to the Karen Reed case, what something that I am very surprised on is right after the 2020 election locally there was a group of people that started meeting and i think at one point they could still they were meeting every week there was a guy george that passed away at an ice cream place and they'd meet at his ice cream place and they were going to uncover all of the fraud done in the 2020 election and they've done podcasts and they've done all this stuff and they supposedly were going to I don't know exactly everything involved, but what I am stunned at is this group that's been meeting since November of 2020, and they're silent on the Sabina Mato story. They actually have a real case in front of them. They have the whole question with the signatures and what that means for the ballots, the whole thing right in front of them. And they're silent. Like I've said, I think that group and the Republican Party should have a press conference and screaming from the rafters at the Rhode Island State House. Folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. He's up next. We'll talk to him. It's all straight ahead right here. WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.